Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Now, back to more Fred and Xander on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. We'll talk some baseball in just a couple minutes, so callers hang in there. Um, the White Sox lineup is out. Tim Anderson not playing again. so That must mean he's got something, something going on, right? Because there's no reason to give him two he days off. Just he was hot. He was hot, and yeah. he sat down. He went on Friday. He had six at-bats. I want to say I'm doing this off the top of my head. Six at-bats, three hits, mm-hmm. four runs scored. He hit a home run in the ninth inning to tie it. Yep. He drove in the go-ahead run in the 11th and scored the insurance run. Yes. And uh, then he didn't play yesterday, which was, I thought, we thought it was a giving the game away because you didn't play him or Robert. Now, Robert's in the lineup today. Anderson's not. Now, if this makes a little more sense, if he tweaks something. Possibly. We'll try to find out more from our guys, our White Sox guys. Uh, they're, they're running around here with the 1130 pregame, the uh, start a little bit after 12 o'clock here on ESPN 1000. Another Bears call before we go back to White Sox talk. We go to our guy, Bear fan, Bob. Hey there, Bob. Bob, what's happening? Good morning, gentlemen. Long time no talk. What's yeah, up? Anyways, after that abysmal performance with no offensive line, I hope to God Justin Fields doesn't start, maybe for the year. You know, this is typical Bears. Throw a rookie quarterback out there, let him run for his life, let him get killed, let him try and figure it out with no semblance to any kind of a plan whatsoever. You know, it's not going to work. We've seen this with Mitchell Trubisky, and it showed. You know, you give Mitchell Trubisky a little bit of coaching, and look what happens. You know, I understand it's preseason pretend football. I get it. But, you know, give give somebody a decent coach, and we see what happens. This is horrible. I I mean, where where do you begin with, with this bad performance? You know, you got a def- an assemblance of a defense, but you have to score some points to win a football game. And I don't see that happening with Andy Dalton. You might get a little bit more with Justin Fields, maybe. But with all that being said, you're going to teach him bad habits, you know, and so on, because your coach isn't doing the right thing. So that's kind of what I got, and I'm pretty frustrated with what I saw. (laughs) Guys, I'm going fishing. Lake Geneva today. Have a great day. Sounds good, Bob. Have a good one. Now, the the one thing I got to say to Bob and all the other Bears fans is that Andy Dalton, the quarterback, with David Montgomery in the backfield. and with, It's going to make a difference. We can't and, wait to see that. And with Cole Komet yep. and with Allen Robinson yes. and with Darnell Mooney and with Jimmy Graham in the red zone, and all that stuff. Okay, And Jesse James, I, I love Jesse James. When the Bears got him, I said, this is a great pickup for a third tight end. He builds cool cars. He does. And you know what else oh, he no, does? that's not the right one. And, well, and doesn't doesn't he sing a song with uh, yeah, yeah, and, a- and, Ariana and, yeah. Grande and no, uh, uh, what's her name? Well, no, Jesse James is also in Jackal. Oh, okay. I didn't know that one. Well, maybe there's another Jesse James. Yeah, the, How many damn Jesse James? There's are? a lot of them. Okay. Uh, but he can catch the ball. He caught. He led the team yesterday in catches. He had four catches, 54 yards. Um, but once they're all, their whole offense is there. Now, there's no reason to play your whole offense against Tennessee in the final preseason game. There's no reason. No, and, and that's and, why preseason right. doesn't matter. It and, drives us right. nuts. We're trying to figure out what's going to happen for the rest of the season. Yeah. And then this whole Trubisky drama line comes yeah. in. Yeah. And it adds more of this talk. But, again, none of this really matters. We look forward to seeing Dalton with the starting lineup. 
the offensive line is a concern. It's it's going yeah, to be a concern. It's going to be a concern because year. you draft a guy in the second round that's going to have back surgery and likely not play all year. So you go on out and get a 37-year-old. Right from the draft right to the hospital. Right? Yeah, you get a 37-year-old <laughs> who's, uh, you know, or thir- you know 19 years in the league, or is he 39 and 17 years in the league? Something like that. He's, I think he's 39. Okay, then he's 17 years in the league. And um, so it's it's frustrating. He hasn't played. They say he may play some next week. Now, he's a, he's going to be a hall, a hall of Famer probably in the offensive line, Jason Peters. So we'll, well see how that all works out. Maybe he can just out. teach. I, and I know again, what we talked about. Again, Not he's everybody's old. a teacher. He wants his money. He just wants to come in, play, get his money, and go home. But he could be he could a be guy a that actually helps out. The other with guys the amount on the of money he's, with the amount of money he he's made be. the NFL, he doesn't probably doesn't want to teach anybody. He just yeah, wants but to. He should. Well, we'll see. Uh, Justin Fields is trying to explain something to the fans of the Bears because yesterday when Andy Dalton took the field, people were booing, and then they booed throughout the game every time he came back. A couple times, even Adam Amin doing the games on Fox yesterday, along with Jim Miller, said, uh, "Oh, it looks like Andy Dalton's done here, and it'll be uh, Justin Fields likely in the next series," and it wasn't. It was Andy Dalton the whole first half, Fields in the second half. Fields talked about the fans cheering him but booing the Bears' starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I noticed it. Um, of course, you know, the fans are awesome uh, getting me out there, but they also have to realize, you know, Andy's a human being too. Um, Andy's out there on the field right now. So I really just think it's kind of disrespectful to Andy, uh, you know, them cheering, cheering my name out like that. And, um, you know, they have to, you know, trust in coach, to, you know, make sure he's making the right decisions and, um, you know, just cheer Andy on. Like, there's no, that's not helping Andy uh, play better than cheering my name. That's that's not doing none of that. So, um, you know, uh, I would say, you know, my, my advice to them would be just cheer uh, for, for who's out there playing on the field. Justin, welcome to the NFL. Okay. Welcome yeah. to professional football. Uh, look, like he said the right thing. Yeah. I like what he's doing there. It's not going to change anything. And earlier in the week, wasn't it Dalton that said, uh, look, it's my time. Yeah, he it's said, my time. he said, Justin Fields' time will come right now. It's my time. Right. And it is because he's the starting quarterback for the Bears. So, you know, he wasn't saying anything. He wasn't puffing his chest out. He was just saying, it's my time now. And uh, Justin will get his chance. He'll play in the league for a long time. But right now, it's my time. Um, Tony LaRussa in the pregame said that Anderson's legs are still barking. If this was October, he'd be in there. He's not hurt. He's just sore. So So he's kind of hurt. He's just sore. Sounds like. He's not hurt enough to be on the DL. No. So he needs some rest. He'd be playing. He'd be playing if he wasn't. Okay, so yesterday. And and it's also artificial turf. Let's go back to yesterday. If Anderson needed that day off, Roberts still should have played. Well, and we needed that. Goodwin played a yeah. ball, uh, a real bad route to a ball that got over his head. Here's here's some of the numbers that Luis Robert had in his last six games: hitting four forty four, four sixty four on base, seven oh four slug, twelve for twenty seven with two homers, six RBIs, and six runs scored in his last six games, and he didn't play yesterday. So here's the lineup for today. Uh, Cesar Hernandez leading off at second base. Luis Robert is in center field hitting second. Abreu at first. Uh, Jimenez back in the outfield hitting uh, fourth in left field. Moncada is hitting fifth. He did hit a homer the other day. Vaughn is your DH. Goodwin's in right. Mendick at short. And Collins behind the plate with Ronaldo Lopez on the hill for the White Sox. Now, yesterday, I just thought, here's what happened. I And and Tyler knows this even from last year and a couple years ago. I... I play PlayStation games, but I only play football. I'm sorry. 
I suck at Madden. I only play baseball and soccer. So the FIFA soccer game and the MLB the show game. Mm-hmm. So yesterday at 11 o'clock, I'm sitting in my house. I go, okay. Our show was yesterday with Brian Hanley. It was only 9 to 9.30. So I sat Grueling down. I said, half hour. Oh, it was, it, was, it was amazing. I had to take a Gatorade and everything and just, to, you know. Right. Um, so I sit down, and there's a, a version on MLB the show that you can play just an exhibition game, play now, and you play with the current rosters. So I get... I play that. I'm going to play White Sox Tampa. Did you get the lineup? Well, you click it, and it was Dallas Keuchel starting, and the lineup was there. And I mean, look, I go, I can't win a game with this lineup. And then I realized an hour later, that was the lineup Tony La Russa <laughs> was going up against Tampa with the exact lineup. It was Cesar Hernandez. It was Jake Lamb out there. It was a, I go even I'm not. So gonna now play I'm going to go down guys. the rabbit hole just a little bit. Yeah, the game was able to read real time information from MLB. What they do, MLB is MLB's affiliated with the game. So as soon as oh, that's awesome. the lineups are there, release? you can play that lineup. The lineup from the from the now you could always put it in. But I was I I played it close enough to the start of the game yeah. that it was right there, and it had the whole oh, that's awesome. the whole Tampa lineup also. So it is very cool. It's, so, it's amazing so, they can do so that. So Coach Hubner would have been like, I can't, no. Well, no, the, this only is reason, not. the only reason I won in the game I was playing, because, you know, you're pitching and you're hitting and everything yeah, else, right. is I had Danny Mendick had three hits, and uh, Garrett Crochet went two and a third inning of scoreless relief. The only reason I won the game. And uh, so I think I won 5-3 or something like that. So, it was, But it was cool, to, to, and I'm saying, there's no way I can win with Jake Lamb, and he didn't get a hit on the game. Much less. Right. Much. I think he actually did get a hit yesterday. Um, actually, no, he was the only guy in the Sox that didn't get a hit yesterday. As the White Sox had nine hits, Abreu had two, everybody else had one, except for Jake Lamb. No hits for Jake Lamb. Hey, question for you. On... A blistering uh, 204. <laughs> blistering. Yeah. Question for you. On today's lineup, would you rather see Vaughn in right field than Goodwin? Uh, We're almost getting to that point. Yeah. Like, Vaughn... Vaughn has converted himself nicely from good. the first baseman, right? Yeah. Goes to left, and then they throw him in right. Yeah. I almost rather see him, after Goodwin yesterday, I almost rather see him in right and put Goodwin on DH. Yeah. Get the um, glove of uh, Vaughn. Either way, either way, I, I agree with you, though, that um, Andrew Vaughn has played very, very well out in right field. He had one bad play. He had the bad play where he came in, the ball went off his glove. Other than that, he yes. made some great catches at Wrigley and Field. And that, that was early on yeah. in the whole right field thing. And then I think it was his first that, or second game. Out. Yeah. 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 Let's go to the uh, south side of Michael. Michael, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up? Hey, Michael. Michael. Hello, Michael. Oh, Michael, you hung on all this time. Uh, we'll get, if you want to call us back or if you want to come back to the phone, we'll get to you. Let's go on out to Vegas. Johnny, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, hey Johnny. Johnny. What's going on, fellas? Uh, hey, Boom Boom Freddy, big fan of yours all weekend. Boom, What's up? Boom. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, uh, other than the fact that the Bears suck. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you my opinion. I'll let you both, uh, you guys are experts, feedback. So we have zero offensive line, even with the starters that I start. That means whoever you throw back in the backfield, we're going to go three and What's the new schedule? Seventeen games, not sixteen, right? Seventeen, so right? Three and uh, fourteen, fifteen, whatever. You do the math. I'm not. I'm like you guys. I'm not a math guy. So we're gonna win three, maybe six games max. The whole thing is, we suck. 
we're not going to get any better. Our defense sucks. Even though we didn't play Khalil Mack and our guys, they're going to show up and they're going to go through the motions and suck. So what I think is just get Andy, or whatever his name is, beaten up before Fields for a few games and then let him show him stuff. The whole point is this season is a lost thought. I don't care who starts. We suck as a Bears fan. Another year goes by where we suck. That's all I care about. Johnny, and next year we're going to suck again. We're going to suck again. Johnny, you go. Okay? You're you're in Vegas. Are you going to the Bears game when they come out there uh, in Week Five? No, I'm going to be at the sports book uh, making money against the Bears. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I understand, Johnny. Johnny, we got to let you go. Thanks a lot. Appreciate the call. I think the one thing Johnny I'm expressed, not sure Johnny really knows how he feels. I think he thinks the Bears suck. That's what I think. Is that what you I, heard? I think Johnny thinks the Bears suck. Let's go to Michael. I think we found him. Michael on the Michael. south side, how are you? Yeah, how you guys doing? Good. Okay, here's what I'm saying. I have no explanation. Uh, give me an explanation why Tony Russo did what he did yesterday. Because the day before that, Tim Anderson pretty much bailed him out. You know? He did. Yep. He bailed him out. And now I say he's not playing the next game. He hit Will Robert, the two most hottest dynamic hitters is out of the lineup against the Tampa Bay Rays, and they got Keiko pitching? Well, Michael, Michael, uh, we we found out today Anderson is not in today's lineup, and Tony said that he's not hurt. He's he's just a little banged up, a little sore. So basically it's a throwaway game again. Well, well, hopefully Robert's not. Playing. Hopefully it's not. Yeah, hopefully it's not a throwaway game. See, that's game. my big question now is yeah. that Robert should not have been out of the lineup, given the fact that Anderson had to sit if he sore. Right. I mean, it just is ridiculous. How he, he may have lost about six, six or seven games, and he's still trying to get some home field advantage during the playoffs. You know, I mean, you're not trying to uh, just give that away, right? No, you shouldn't. You're exa- you're exactly right. right. If you can get home field and play the biggest games in the playoffs at Guaranteed Rate Field, that's it's what you want to do. Yes. Yeah, you're right. You're exactly right, Michael. I, when I I agree with you. If, in fact, Anderson couldn't play, there's no reason to sit down Robert yesterday. I mean, this. They, he, I'm saying, I know he's a Hall of Fame manager, but he's cost them at least six games this year. You ask me, six games this year, where they actually should be leading the American League and, uh, with the best record. I'm not going to disagree with you, Michael. Yeah. Appreciate the call. Thanks for hanging in well, there. Well, maybe he, maybe most other managers cost their teams like 15 games in in which he's a better than most of them. And, and like I said, when I think he costs, you know, two nights ago, Tony Larusa said after the game that oh, the Kimbrel thing. Yeah, he yeah. said he he shouldn't have taken him out there. You it saw was a that, bad right? Did you see when he pulled him? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was not Kimbrel. Was, Kimbrel not, was happy. not happy. I mean, I don't. I, I didn't blame him. Yeah, and even Larusa said after the game, he goes, "I made a bad decision. I shouldn't have pulled him there. It showed a lack of confidence in him." He goes, "We have confidence in him." And Larusa, the whole thing backfired because he went to Bummer because it was Brandon Lau who was coming up, a left-handed hitter, twenty-nine homers, and as soon as he made the change, the Tampa manager made the change yeah. and had Rosarena bat against him. And um, so Tony should have thought about that. And it's like, okay, if I bring in a lefty, if I bring in Bummer, they're going to bring the right-hander, so maybe it doesn't make sense for me to go out out. But even Kimbrel. with a Kimbrel, yeah. why? I mean, Kimbrel's a stud. 
I mean, are you so worried well, about the left-right left, right thing well, with Kimbrough? Yeah, Tony always is. Tony but I, always but is. I, I understand he is, but I'm saying, should you be when you have a Kimbrough on the mound? you got to realize, Kimbrough threw seven straight balls. The first He got him out there no, and threw seven did. straight balls. Right. And when Bummer came in, he threw six straight balls. <laughs> right. It was very difficult inning to watch fans. for the White Sox. As Tampa scored three runs in that eighth inning, thank goodness the White Sox were able to come back. And uh, again, because of Tim Anderson. We'll talk more White Sox. Bears fans are trickling in throughout the course of the day. After the Bears lose 41-15, they have one more preseason game next week against uh, Tennessee thank down you. in Nashville next Saturday night before they play their opener against the Rams on October. October, I'm sorry, September 12th, and uh, that's a Sunday evening game as they open up their season on the West Coast against uh, Matt Stafford and uh, Aaron Donald and the Rams should be interesting. We'll get back to your calls after this on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Now back to more Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. So the White Sox and Rays wrap up their series. Then the White Sox go to Toronto for four games before coming home next weekend to play the Cubs in the uh, Crosstown series. You know series. who is a Toronto Blue Jays fan? Who? Getty Lee from Rush. Yes. You just heard Rush there. They uh-huh. have their own beer coming out. I saw that. Yes. I saw that. Everyone's got their own beer coming out. It's amazing how many what, beers Where's are. yours? I, it's supposed to be coming out in the next couple of weeks from uh, Nick and Ivy Brewing on Lockport. So I got to get down there. Their first year anniversary is next weekend. So uh, next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Lockport, uh, Paul Ivnick, um, they do a great job there with Nick and Ivy. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to get, like, a West Coast kind of IPA. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. A West you have Coast a name for it? IPA. I think it's just going to be. Hubner? Yeah, I don't know. It, I, I think they're already working on labels. Uh Yeah. I don't know what it's Angry old man? It, well, it should be. Grouchy old man, angry old man, something <laughs> like that. There was one, um, oh. Fred's can. It? Fred's can. Oh, that would have been, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 that would be good. Um, or it could just be what's up, Fred's can. Can I have one? Uh, what's, what's up, Fred's can? Right, can I have one of those? Yeah. It'll fly off the shelves, I can tell. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see how that works out. We're and, having uh, a big party, right? Well, I'll make sure that you guys get some. Okay. I'll make sure you guys right. get some. So. Yeah, we'll uh, distribute it to those who deserve it. Uh, let's go out to Broadview and Brandon. Brandon, you're on ESPN 1000. What's hey, Brandon. Up? What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call, man. I, just quickly, there is no way that Goodwin should be playing consecutive days, two days in a row, <laughs> over Vaughn. That's a good thing he's DH. That's the only way that Tony's going to get off on this one is that Vaughn is the DH. But I want to talk pitching staff, guys. Yep. I think it's about time we need to go to a six-man rotation just to give these guys an extra day off with the big league that we have. And I never thought I would be begging to see Ronaldo Lopez. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm dead serious, guys. What a great story is, game, though, right? There's a game in the playoffs that we need, or, or just, just a simple game like a five-game series. I give that nod to Lopez over Keiko. Michael is bad, and I'm sick and tired of Steve Stone making excuses for why. He makes so many excuses for why Keiko is not right. I understand pitchers have to hit their spots and do this. The guy is not even close to like Kyle Hendrick. They both throw soft toss, but at least Kyle Hendrick has a little bit bite on his pitches. Mm-hmm. Keiko has absolutely nothing. His arm is garbage. These major league pitchers know the difference, whether that ball is a strike or a ball, 
Either, before you even get close to him, nobody's swinging at that garbage. And I don't want to hear about his control. There's a difference between control and scared. He's scared to throw that ball in the strike zone, and we all know it. That's not about control, and he is bad, and it's time to just give up on the guy. I, matter of fact, I know he got one more year left. I'll just cut the dude because he hurts us so bad. He, he puts us in the hole, and overall, besides Lance Lynn, is the only exception, even though he had a bad start. I'm sick and tired of our starters. When I look up in the third inning, we had 60 pitches. Yep. That's ridiculous. Stop playing around the strike zone and throw strikes. If you get hit, you get hit, but stop. Dillacy's does it. Gilleo does it. They got 75 pitches in the third inning. That's ridiculous. It's hurting our whole pitching staff. That's why I think they should go to a six-man staff and just stretch them out the extra day. It makes their arms stronger. I'm going to holler at you guys. This is the best show in the world. Peace. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. Brandon you know, he's got some great points. There's almost. I don't think there's anything he said that I disagree with. <laughs> no. I, there really no. isn't. And I think going to the six-man rotation is interesting. Ethan Katz was on... Um, I want to see this on White Sox Weekly yesterday. And um, is that where, that's where these are from, right? Uh, no, Ethan Katz spoke with the media yesterday. Oh, did he? Okay. Mm-hmm. And he was asked if he's going to start to find rest for some of the starters. We still have a lot of work ahead of us. Um, we need to continue to play well and, and pitch well and win some ball games to be able to um, take care of our business again in the playoffs. But, you know, after this stretch against the Cubs, we do have some off days that will really benefit us to where we can kind of manipulate the um, workflow for the guys and guys need breaks. So it, it's it's something that's constantly thought about um, and definitely on our mind. And whenever we can, um, we want to, you know, be, you know, Lucas throwing seven innings yesterday and going 90 pitches is great, but we, we don't want to have to always push our starters um, so they can recover and be able to be strong for the next one. But we're really looking forward to get to those off days and being able to kind of let guys have six days, a week off, um, shuffle some guys, skip them if need be, um, and really manipulate things then. So what the caller said made a lot of sense. If you go to a six-man rotation, when Carlos Rodon comes back on Thursday, leave Ronaldo Lopez in the starting rotation. Yes. And just have everybody go hey. an extra day. Now, I know there's people out there right now screaming because some pitchers are very, very good on four days rest and they pitch. Four days rest and pitch. Four days rest and pitch. They get into a groove. But as he said, it was really nice that Giolito on Friday went seven innings and he didn't he didn't get up there at 100 pitches. Okay, right. He had 90, as a matter of fact. A lot of fans said they should have left him in for another inning instead of pulling him out at that time. Uh, but they got him you out of there. You don't have to run him 100 plus every time. No, no. But but as the caller said, though, there's a lot of times where, and Dylan Cease does this, Dylan Cease will get two strikes on a guy. And then he pitches around and tries to bite at Next the Next thing corners. you know, it's three and yeah, two. Yeah. And Giolito, a lot of times, will do the same thing. Yeah. Now, I know pitching's not easy, okay? I know the strike zone's tough. Garrett we don't Crochet. know where the strike zone is. No. Oftentimes, Garrett Crochet threw <laughs> threw five pitches to um, oh who the heck was it? Uh, uh, Choi, I think it was. He threw five pitches that were all strikes, and the sixth pitch was a ball, and the batter walked because three of the pitches that he co- that were strikes were called balls, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that when you got Crochet and you got some of these other guys, if you can get the starters to go a little bit deeper, I know it sounds real simple. It's not that simple. I understand that. But, you know, if they can cut down on throwing, um, you know, 100 pitches in four innings right. and five innings and using your bullpen as now, much as they you, have. if you put Lopez in the rotation, right, and that's another great story, 
Yeah. You, you know, like like Rodon, he came from a point of, you know, Rodon was released. We got him back. Lopez didn't make the starting lineup at the beginning of the no. season. And it was between him and Rodon and at the That's start. right. Yeah. And now Lopez has really elevated his game now, too. He seems like he's got his head issues kind of straight to where, you know, a bad, a bad, uh, a bad at bat isn't getting to no, him. No, it's not. You and know he's, he's able got, to rebound. He has started three games this year for the White Sox. Ronaldo Lopez is two and zero. He's got a one point zero eight ERA, twenty five innings, eleven hits. I didn't realize it was that good. Seven walks and twenty six strikeouts. He's pitched twenty five innings. He's got twenty six strikeouts. Okay. And Ethan Katz, when he talked to the media yesterday, was asked, "What's going on? What's been working for Lopez?" The tempo in his delivery. Um, he's going after guys. The stuff is um, up right now. Um, so, I mean, it, it's he's getting after guys. He's really confident. Um, having a confident pitcher on the mound, um, you know, says a lot. It really trumps the hitter and, and him being able to go out there and pitch confidently, knowing how well his fastball and slider are, along with his other stuff, is, is huge. Um, so it's, you know, he continues that. He's going to continue to have the success he has. Yeah, and uh, hopefully uh, they will continue today. They've got a uh, 12-10 first pitch. You'll hear it right here on ESPN 1000. And we could talk more about this when we get back, but if you add a Lopez in, does that happen, uh, help Keiko that extra day? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I mean, we can't just pull him at this point. Well, Keiko yesterday, uh, five Although innings, we'd want to. nine <laughs> hits, six runs earned. Uh, he walked two, struck out three, 84 pitches. His ERA, the worst on the uh, starting staff at 471. Callers hanging there. Get right back to you. We'll talk some White Sox baseball. We're here for another hour until the pregame show on ESPN 1000. Fred and Xander. On ESPN 1000. Also available on demand on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. So for those jumping in, uh, Tim Anderson out in the lineup again for the White Sox. Apparently just uh, his sore. legs are barking. His legs are barking. They're sore. Mine were today, too. Were they? Yeah. Yeah? This is my, my hip I got barking a, me- a little bit. You know, I, I had a medical problem a couple weeks ago that I was more than happy to talk about with, um, you know, my heart was... You were out of rhythm. Fib. Yeah, I was out of rhythm, which is no surprise for a 64-year-old white guy. You ever see you dance? I'm yeah. sure it's oh the same God, thing. Oh, my God. It's brutal. Absolutely brutal. <laughs> but I've got another medical problem that I can't talk about on the air. And it's not ED. Otherwise, I would <laughs> I would take you, the pill. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I hesitate to mention it because I mentioned it to some of my buddies, and they told me they have the same problem. And it's because of the humidity that's going on right now. Hmm. Am I playing a guessing game here? I don't know. I probably should just mention it. But, you know, it's like <sighs> athletes get it sometimes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's like the worst case I've ever had in 64 years. Shock itch? Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I mean, this is nothing new. This has been happening for centuries. I know. Is there somebody Tenactin, out there? Or is that the foot spray? No. Believe it or not, the same fungus that happens in jock itch is the same fungus from athlete's foot. But you remember the spray, yeah. like oh, the old yeah. school. Yeah. You know, it was they the worst make, when I was both in... Make, they both make the same spray for different things. And they things. have different names. It's the same spray. Yeah. When I, when I was we'll playing right Little League, the yeah, yeah. When I was Little League yeah. the cup, the jock, and all that kind sure. of stuff, I had to use that spray all the time. I know. 
Is it just because it's a bad year for Jack Itch because well, of the humidity, humidity outside? Well, I, I think the humidity makes everything just kind of am very... I, am I the only like guy a, dealing like with rain, this? It's like a rainforest. Am I the only there. guy dealing with this right I'm now? Probably not. Tyler, Don't you ever deal have... with Jack Itch? No, I'm 24. <laughs> <laughs> There's no age. I dealt with there it really in my There really is team. no age. No. No. No, no, athletes hey, deal with it but, all the time. The, uh, I was going to call Yurko, but I figured because Yurko's... There's like a thing called a crop preserver. You ever hear of no. that? Because of the, <laughs> no, that's because you, know you live on a farm. Yeah, it, it, a knows crop preserver. Talking. Crop preserver is... Uh, Sylvie advertised... You know, he talks about the uh, manscape. Oh. Yeah, and they make the crop preserver, which is a special thing to kind of regulate things down there. Do they really? It's like a lotion. Yes. I've never heard of a crop I preserver. Have it, I have it at home. Okay, maybe that's it why helps. you don't deal. Maybe No, I'm, why... I'm okay. If I'm okay this year. If anybody could help... I know this sounds like something that would be on Waddle and Sylvie or Black and Abdallah, but if anybody can help, it's, you know, I've had some, I had some I, I, Wait, 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 how much help do you need here? Over the counter, uh, something that was going to get rid of it. Oh, like a recommendation, not somebody coming to help you no, physically. No, I can, I can apply anything you need. <laughs> uh, I, I can apply all this stuff on my own, okay? Okay, okay. And, I don't I know used, how much help you need. I used the spray for a week, and then I used, there's a, there's a uh, ointment, I've used that for a week. Some days it looks like it's getting better. And then, just boom, flares up. I don't know. Wait, there, wait, but there's a visual here? You said that it looks better? Yeah. See, anytime I've ever had an issue, it's just like a feel. Oh. It's a, oh, so yeah, it's like, oh, a, boy. like a rash. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, you know. really need, uh, we need a doctor. I know. I'm sure there's doctors listening. They're probably driving off <laughs> the roads right now. Oh, there's no doubt. They're laughing. <laughs> Let's go to Burbank and Don. Don, what's happening? Hey, Don. <laughs> Hey, Don Burbank. Um, love your show, guys. Thanks, awesome job. Um, I did a little homework, and I don't know if you guys touched on it yet, but if the White Sox win today, they will have taken the series four games to two. Now, this is important because if the Sox and the Rays have identical records at the end of the year, the Sox get, you know, the, the first. advantage over They them, got right? home field advantage. Right. Now, now I will. I mean, this is a huge playoff game for the White Sox. And they need to – I understand Tim Anderson's out, you know, but that doesn't mean he might not be able to come in later. But we need to play this game like it's a one-day one playoff game. This is so huge. I don't know. I'm going to listen and let me hear what you guys No, and, and, I, and Don, appreciate the call. And I agree. And even LaRusa said, it's an important game. And it is. That's why you. That's why when I saw the lineup yesterday, without Anderson and Robert, I said, what the hell's going on? These are big games. The fans look forward to games like this yes. against the better teams, against the good teams. And the fans know better when you rest an Anderson and a Robert. Now, yeah. now we know about Anderson, but you know the Robert thing we still have a question about. And the important part is is Robert's in the lineup today, and Anderson's bat is available, and I hope we take advantage of it yeah. if we need to. Yeah, that would be nice. 312-332-3776. Southside Ron, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, hey Ron. Ron. Hey, guys. Um, look here, I want to get back to the, the, the six-man rotation. Okay. I just don't think this is the time of the season where you start screwing around. Fred, you mentioned that these pitchers – are on a, a, a routine. They're like creatures of habit. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 we may not understand it, be able to relate to it, but you hear it all the time. So uh, again, I just don't think. And regarding putting um, Lopez in, no, uh, uh, you know, Lopez is like when you have um, a utility 
a player or somebody comes off the bench and say, oh, you know, they're doing pretty good, and then you put them in the starting line. And, it's, and well, guess what? And After a while, it'll, it'll show why they're on the bench. And, so and Ryan, let's see. What, and we have those guys. We have those guys in Jake and, Lamb. We have them in Billy Hamilton. We have them in Brian Goodwin. We have a bunch of those guys. We, we have a whole lot of them, and, and we see what happens. You know, when they get exposed and out there. So, and it's the same thing. We'll see what Lopez does today, but I'm not ready to say that he should be in a start, a start in rotation. We've seen this. We've seen, you know, there have been periods when he's shown, you know, that he's been, you know, competitive very well. So, but let's put him where he can be effective, long relief, back at, at the back end of, 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 of the bullpen. So, right. Those are my comments, guys. Have a good one. Ron, appreciate it. Hey, and, Ron. and I understand what Ron's saying because that's where – that's when they brought up Lopez. That's what it was for. And then Rodon went out for a little right. while. So the perfect guy to put in there was then uh, Ronaldo Lopez. But when Rodon comes back, what do you do? Do you just go back to Lopez? When they brought him up, it was to fill innings as that middle relief guy. Right, you but, know? but would uh, – let's go back to Keiko. How does this affect Keiko? Does he need an extra time? When, when Rodon comes back, do we just rest Keiko for a while like we did Rodon? Yeah, well, you could. Yeah, they you could have do that, that option. They could, they could skip instead him. Of, instead of right. adding another and throwing everybody off. Yeah, but the way he sounds, the way Dallas Keiko sounds, I don't think, plus the way he throws, I don't know that he ever needs a rest. It's not like he's, he's you know, exerting a lot of. Well, that's true. I mean, he's not blowing and, and, people look, away with fastballs. No, he's not, but he's he's not Jake Arietting. How, how would you say that Arietting us? Yes, yes. <laughs> not it, it's not that bad yet, right? He's, no, no, he's not. No. He's got 135 and two thirds innings pitch, which is second on the White Sox. Giolito's at 148 innings pitched. Lance Lynn's 123. Rodon at 109, which is more than he's ever thrown in his career. Seasons at 130, the most he's ever thrown in his right. career. So I can understand how the White Sox are concerned. Mm-hmm. These guys are throwing more innings than they ever have in their careers, but. You know they're they're on a they're on rolls. You see, you get Rodon back hopefully on Thursday against Toronto and uh, see how the whole thing plays out. Yep. I mean, I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to the series against Toronto for a couple reasons. I'm saying this now before the series. Toronto's really good. Hey, Tampa Bay has a better record, and I was saying this we uh, with my father-in-law and his friend and, and my brother-in-law. We have this uh, Twitter. Twitter thing going, uh, not Twitter, I'm sorry, like a text chain going right constantly. And I said on there, and it sounded ridiculous, but I said, the Blue Jays worry me more than Tampa Bay does. The Blue Jays' record is not near Tampa Bay's record. But for some reason, yeah. the Blue Jays really worry me. Yeah. They're, they're, the I run think they're better than their record. Yeah. The, right now, they're 64 and 57. They're 10 and a half games out in the American League East. Which is amazing to me. The Rays have a four game lead. Boston six and a half back. Toronto is ten and a half back. And in the wild card right now, you have Toronto four and a half back in the wild card. So these are huge games for them. Yeah. Okay, against the White Sox. Yeah. Uh the White Sox right now with their big lead in the division, it's 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 pretty easy. Okay, ten and a half game lead over Cleveland. It Detroit's been playing poorly of late. They're down um they're thirteen and a half back in the White Sox. Detroit was actually playing well a little bit. Now they dropped a bunch of games. Hey, what is up in Tampa Bay with their um, attendance? Nobody goes. There's no. I, I don't understand that. Nobody they goes. have an incredible team. Yeah. Are, are, are they the first to move to Vegas? Nah, the A's will go first. But, yeah, Tampa, it, it's so weird. And I know it's not the easiest place to get to. I haven't been there before. 
but people say it's not the easiest place. Not the greatest place. Like everything you hear about like, the, the stadium yeah, itself yeah. is that it's awful. Their average attendance is like 8,000. And it's, it's, I cannot believe it's yeah. that bad. There are so many White Sox fans there. And if you ever want to go to a Sox game, You've been look there, at the Tyler? schedule. Tyler? I have not, but every I've had a couple friends that have been there, and they say it is, is it like Metrodome awful. bad? I've been to the Metrodome. That was really. bad. I was there too. Um, it was pretty. I don't know. I, pretty weird. Yeah, uh, it, it was. Like, it was yeah, just yeah, like I've a been big in pillow. indoor arenas before, <laughs> but I, I've been to indoor arenas before. Like, see, minute no, the ones now with the roof that closes, the yeah. you know that's different. Than than roofs with a, a dome solid on it. right. Yes. Well, even up in Milwaukee, like that's a nice stadium. Yeah, that it is. is, and because it opens and closes, right. it's it's much better. I think that but all Tampa's of those other is, ones... is a fixed roof. Yeah, Tampa's yeah. And and Beckham was talking about how how stupid is it that they painted it that color or it is that color because you lose balls in the air. When I was uh, years ago, I went to a tour. I was down in Houston. This has to be in seventy two or seventy three, and we went to a tour of the Astrodome. And we're sitting and in the stands. And that was new at that point, yes? Relatively. Okay, we're sitting in the stands, and they're talking about how when they originally did the Astrodome, they had it painted it a color, but then they, the Astros were losing balls in the, sky, you know, in the sky, and they had to change the color. And me, the smart-ass you know, sophomore in high school, said the Astros are pretty bad. They would probably drop the balls anyway. That and, sounds like the guy yeah. that we eventually have yeah. a radio show. It's got a big, it got a big chuckle out of everybody except the lady you're doing the tour. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so they had to change the color. But yeah, there's times there was a ball the other day that I know two guys were going for a pop up between first and home, uh, and they lost it. Couldn't see it at all. Yep. But that also happened at at guaranteed rate last week yes, in did. the Sox Yankees game, yeah. where the ball went up in the air and the catcher and the and Voit. And yeah, um, yeah. whoever was behind the plate, I got, I think he got Shioa, or I'd say his name wrong. But um, yeah, they, the they all stood they next all stood to each there. other. And, 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 and the pitcher found, knew where it was. The pitcher saw but it. But he couldn't direct and the then, other guys. Yeah, too. and then he lost it. 312-332-3776. We'll get to your calls in just a minute. Uh, we got someone that's actually on their way down in Tampa, on their way to the ballpark. No doubt to see the White Sox. We'll talk about that when we come back here on ESPN 1000. Northwestern football, Chicago's Big Ten team. College football returns to Wrigley Field this fall for the first time since 2010. Join Northwestern as they take on Purdue on November 20th. Tickets on sale now at nusports.com. You're listening to Fred and Xander. This is Chicago's home for sports. Live stream ESPN 1000 or take a listen to our other shows on demand. It's the all-new ESPN Chicago app. So Ronaldo Lopez gets the start today for the White Sox as they take on Tampa. Chris Archer going for the Rays, a 12-10 first pitch. We get the pregame for you with Connor McKnight here at 11.30. Uh, let's go on out to uh, Clearwater, Florida. Matt, Matt, what's happening today? Hey, Matt. What, what's up, guys? Um, first, before I talk about the Trump, um, anyone who's knocking Keuchel after yesterday's game, I, I, I rewatched it at the, at the bar yesterday after I left the game, and I'm looking at a lot of pitches that he threw that they just made incredible swings. You look at that Joey Wendell, and, and then again, same thing. Danny Mendick is not my shortstop. Props to him on the double, but, I mean, those are plays. I think the defensive alignment last night, yesterday, was atrocious. And but again, like you said, Keiko, hey, he, he don't need a rest. He ain't topping eighty-eight miles. 
And as far as this ballpark goes, I mean, I, I, I've lived down here for 11 years and going up, being up there in Illinois. The commute is not bad. I'm about the same distance from from the Trop as I am to Raymond James, up in Clearwater, down to St. Pete, even okay. over to Tampa. Okay. The fan base is atrocious down here. The stadium needs a massive upgrade. I mean, it's a cool place to watch a ballpark, just don't eat any of the food there. <laughs> really? Is, I mean, That's not a great selling point. But, I mean, are there just no fans? Because they average 8,000. They're the best record in baseball or That's in the insane. American League. Yeah. Oh, we lost them. Yeah, have a, have a good game. Hopefully, the White Sox do put up a good game, and Ronaldo Lopez and, you know, does look, well. He, he's from Chicago, so yeah. he knows a commute when he sees one. Yeah, and that can't be a bad commute. But if you don't have good, who doesn't have good food at a stadium at, a at this point? Come I know. on now, I know. What is this? 1967. Believe it or not, even Soldier Field. I went for a fire game a couple of weeks ago. They had they have great. They have tacos. They've got really. It's good just food. way too yeah. easy to get good food into a stadium. You make partnerships with local restaurants, right. whatever the case may be. How hard is it? Yeah, it shouldn't be that difficult. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Tyler brought this up to my attention. Mitchell Schwartz is a guy that um, plays for the Chiefs. He's offensive lineman. Free agent right now. Oh, is he? He was released by the Chiefs, played, I think, six games for him last year, then was released because he's been having uh, back issues. Oh, okay. So, Tevin Jenkins, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so he commented today on, uh, so he commented basically on something that Adam Schefter had posted. Schefter posted the Bears head coach, Matt Nagy, reiterated today the Bears quarterback, Andy Dalton, will start week one at Los Angeles against the Rams, saying we need to see him in the regular season. Now, Mitchell Schwartz responded saying, if you're not able to evaluate them after a month of camp, three preseason games, and another few weeks of practice, then I don't know what to tell you. This tells his team that any camp, quote, competition was useless, and their preconceived depth chart is what they'll stick to, not merit. And is a guy that played while, you know, Nagy was a coach there. Sure. And coached the offense. Well, this is what we've said the whole time, right? It's like, why isn't the best person in? Yeah. Now, do we have all the information that we need as fans to make those decisions? Not necessarily. But we know what we see. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And the whole thing is, is a little bizarre because they do go out, they move up, they draft the guy. And I think some of the other, for, I mean, we know that Trevor Lawrence is going to play for Jacksonville. Um, the quarterback, Wilson, in uh, with the Jets, I guess he had a good game yesterday. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was praising him. And this Uh-oh. is breaking news. Sponsored by the Points Bet Sportsbook on Chicago's home for sports. What do we got, Tyler? ESPN 1000 and oh, the ESPN sorry. Chicago app. So this just being announced, it looks like from the press box, but James Fagan from The Athletic reporting that the Rays have placed Nelson Cruz on the COVID-19 IL list. Well, that's interesting because he played. He played yesterday. Yeah, right? Huh. So So that's assuming everybody's been tested and he's the only one that's kind of uh, showed up uh, as a uh, a positive or a concern. Yeah, I guess so. He does not look right in that Rays uniform. Well, I, he looks, looks he looks less imposing. It would have been nice, especially if they, that silly Devil Rays 
uniform that they wore yesterday. The one they wore yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. It would have been nice if he was out before the series, but yeah. he hasn't really Hey, hey, you know, look, much. we'll take what we can get. Yeah. So right. he was he was probably scheduled in the starting lineup, right, today? I'm sure he I was. I would think. Unless they were holding off until they figured out what was going to happen because the game is starting You're not going to sit hour. him. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. Nelson Cruz. Unless you're Tony La Russa, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm getting a lot of people, too, a lot of feedback from some people. Eric... Eric Gust, who's a big guy on Twitter, says, agree on giving away a game yesterday since T.A.'s not in the lineup again. He must really have at least a mild injury. Um, here's another one from Big Tom Callahan. He says, hey, the Sox are 58-11 and when scoring four-plus runs. It's always been about their offense performing, not the pitching staff. If the Sox are fully healthy all year, no reason to not believe they'd easily have the best record in the American League right now. And I can't disagree with them. I was looking here at the lineup today. There's only one guy hitting 300, and I know 300 is not an easy stat. I thought I was talking to some of my buddies the other day. As of Friday, there were only 12 guys in baseball hitting 300. Do you remember when 300 was uh, like? I'm not going to say easily achievable, well, but you had people more. hitting yeah. 330, 340, yeah, 360, maybe. Right. Now, I mean, it's amazing. So the White Sox have one guy at 300. That's Jimenez at 301. Then you got Hernandez two thirty, Goodwin two twenty nine, Abreu two fifty four, Moncada two fifty five, Vaughn two sixty three, Lamb two oh four, Mendick two oh seven. Anderson's close to and Z- Zavala two twenty five. Yeah, Anderson is hitting uh three oh three. Okay. Roberts at three thirty six. Um but again, the number of at bats for Robert, 134 at bats for him and eighty three for Jimenez because of their injuries. Yep. But they're still hitting higher. Um but it's it's amazing. You you would think that it'd be a little bit easier to hit that that well. And uh, I was looking the other day. Let me look real quick because uh, to me it was very interesting. Um, batting leaders, and I know a lot of people say right now in baseball it doesn't matter what you. It's not average wise. It's this 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 and this. And that's okay. That's not what I care about. But remember, It'd Gwynn nice. would be hitting over three fifty every yeah. year. Right now there are thirteen hitters in baseball. Just thirteen hitting three hundred or better. Yeah. Now, different day and game. Right. It shows you what baseball's become, and hopefully Theo can work on it. Theo's in the in the commissioner's office now working on it. He's in the lab. Here's what you got. You got Michael Brantley at 323, Castellanos 320. Yeah, the Cubs didn't want to resign him, did no. they? Tyler they didn't Ouch. want him, did they? Ouch. <laughs> Teoscar Hernandez hitting 312. Yuli Gurriel hitting 312, Vlad Guerrero 312, Cedric Mullins in Baltimore 309, Bogarts at 308, Jesse Winker, another one of the Reds, 307, Juan Soto 307, Brian Reynolds of Pittsburgh hitting 304, Tim Anderson 303, Brandon Crawford 302, Freddie Freeman 300. That's it in all of baseball. You have 13, uh, yeah, 13 guys hitting 300 or better. And because the game has become what it is, home run, walk, or strikeout, you're you know they're not hitting. Yesterday, thankfully, the White Sox. Well, I guess it didn't matter. They didn't win. They only struck out six times yesterday. I want to say they struck out sixteen times on Friday. It was a joke. I was keeping track. I was keeping score at home. Right. So I like to do. I got nothing better to do. Keeping score at home. And uh, yeah, they struck out like sixteen times. K K Goodwin struck out four. I want to say. Yeah, once. it was rough. Yeah, it was very difficult. We get back to your calls. You want to talk some more Bears? You or you want to talk some baseball? The White Sox going up against Tampa. The Cubs are continuing their series with the Royals and the Bears. Um, 
I don't want to say looking for a quarterback. They have two, but it looks like Andy Dalton's going to be their starter. We'll talk about it. Take your calls. 312-332-3776. Here till 1130 before White Sox pregame on ESPN 1000. You know, there was a... Uh, years ago, Wally Phillips used to do radio in Chicago. Sure he did. WGN. Forever. And, I had uh, to listen to him every day because I that know. was my father's choice. I know. And they, they used to they used to have a, a phrase. It was people helping people. Yeah, there's no more of that. Phrase. So that's why I threw out my... Yeah, uh, your jock itch. My rashy jock itch thing. And they had nothing. No, nobody no, jumping in. No, people helping. Nobody people. helping. Are, are men too too uh, embarrassed to discuss jockeys? Are your nether video? regions in Florida right now? That would be a real bad place to be. With I your should just issues. be standing up the whole show because I can stand with my legs like really. Isn't far there apart. a fan that you could just put on the floor? I and, guess not. Nope. I, maybe at home, like you said. I'm going to be home watching the Sox game today, just sitting on the couch. Yeah, with the fan blowing on me. Yeah, there you go. Oscillating fan. So every once in a while, sure, sure. Get all angles. Just, yeah. So, yeah, all angles is good, actually. So wouldn't it be just one? Right. The oscillating family yeah. work perfect. Yeah. Um, Tony LaRusso. Just don't invite anybody over. Well, at least not till later when I put pants back in. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, and by the way, if you're, um, if you're sitting around the house today at uh, 10 o'clock this evening, you can, uh, you can see me. You oh, please have pants on I for will, that. I'll just be like from the chest up. Uh, you can see him. I'm going to be jo- joining uh, George Hoffman, a friend of mine. And also we're going to be on, I think, with Lou Canellis on SportsZone on uh, Fox 32 tonight at uh, 10 o'clock. Okay. And uh, no doubt talking Bears. I was watching the game yesterday. Lou did a great feature. on. Uh, they had a great halftime feature on Justin Fields. They mm-hmm. had a great one two weeks ago on Khalil Herbert. The running back who scored a, also a touchdown yeah. yesterday, the uh, rookie, and um, he's the, he's fun to watch. So uh, we'll be I'll be on tonight, uh, Fox Sports Zone at uh, ten o'clock. But Tony Larusa is on with Len Casper on the pregame show, and you'll hear that in about uh, twenty four minutes, twenty five minutes, right here on ESPN one thousand. And the rosters expand in September, not to forty like it used to be, where you would see. 20 pitchers Everybody and all the others. Oh, my Lord. It was terrible. Now it's just going to be 28, which makes sense. My thing was you should make it, make it 30 if you want, but every game, like in hockey, when you have guys that you have are... To put a couple up in the press right. box. You, every game you had just 25 active. Yep. I thought that would work out, and they never... You know, Rob Manfred's too concerned about trying to figure out how to get... A, he's got other issues. I, apparently, he's got issues, all right. Yeah. Um, so... They have 28 men will be on the roster. And Tony La Russa told, tells Len Casper today that um, the Sox will definitely carry three catchers when that happens. Now, I wasn't sure exactly what that meant. I mean, I, I know what it means. Like Matt Nagy. You know what I mean? Um, Tony's even more to the point than Matt. Right. Is. Yeah, he is very much to the point, actually. He'll answer your questions. Um, I thought for right off the bat is that they didn't want to make a decision between Sebi Zavala or uh, Collins. Well, that might be a little bit of it. But then again, putting Yasmani back behind the plate right away. A guy coming back with a leg injury. Ease him in. Yeah. You ease him in. He's going to be squatting all the time. Put him in as a DH. LaRusa says, I think sometime before September, we should get Yasmani back and we'll have to make a decision on who goes down for a while. For a while. If he, they come back. So I'm eager to see. But in September, whoever it is, we'll be right back. And they'll have three catchers going through the month of September. And um, so that'll be interesting because you need – you definitely can use another pitcher. And I know there are people that do, are not for the um, the six-man rotation. Mm-hmm. But 
they do say that they want to give the starters a little bit of rest. Uh, so we'll see how things go. 312-332-3776. The um, White Sox take on the Rays. The Rays will be without Nelson Cruz as uh, he is uh, down with COVID. So they right. put him on the COVID list just uh, a short while ago. So we'll talk more about that. We've got other things throughout the course of the show we've been talking about. Um, is it difficult? Oh, I wanted to bring this up earlier because yesterday was the 16th annual fantasy football uh, get-together for ESPN 1000. Saw lots of pictures. A lot of pictures. I don't know what Sylvie was doing. I don't know if Sylvie was trying to act like a guy on stage singing or something. He had his foot in the air and his mouth was wide open. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what it was. Was he drunk? I I, I don't think so, unless he had unless he had his limo driver, Tom Waddle, drive him all the way down there, because I know he does do that sometimes. But um, with all of the ways to bet on sports now, and, and by the way, there's a guy you might want to keep an eye on. I think Miguel Cabrera is one homer shy of of uh, 500. He's been like that for a while now. So he's got to hit 500 sometime. So you can just bet him every day to hit his 500, sure. and then you can have money on him. You know, my buddy, we went to watch a game on uh, Friday, and he had he had a, a parlay on FanDuel. He had a home, he had home runs for Patrick Wisdom and uh, Sal Perez. They both homered. Wins 110 bucks. Look at that. Nice deal. Real nice deal. Betting's a beautiful thing. I had yesterday, I had a Brayu to hit a homer. No, not so much. You got two hits. Except if you lose. Not two hits. I didn't homer. That's okay. Um, so, with all the different ways to gamble now in sports, and all the, you know, Bat Rivers, FanDuel, uh, DraftKings. Many options. It, so many different options. Are people more or less into fantasy football? Now, I know the convention's huge every year. I know a lot of people love playing fantasy football. But are you more into it because of gambling? Because it's a thing where you play all season. Right. And then you see at the end of the year, usually, if you're going to win or not. You almost wonder if everybody's already doing it just for the love of it and the gambling angle hasn't added. I mean, who's really on the fence and all of a sudden gambling comes around and it's like, now I'm going to do it. Because it is quite a uh, investment of time. Yeah, it's a it's huge investment of time. Now, you're probably going to be paying attention anyway. But the other thing is, um, nowadays, everybody wants immediate gratification, okay? They want to, they want to watch uh, Ted Lasso, not one episode, not two episodes. They want to watch Give the me whole all season. You can. We want to watch everything all at once. We don't want to wait a week to watch another show. Um so if you're a fantasy football guy, now that you're betting on sports and all sports, like I said, you bet in baseball, you bet in, some people bet in preseason football. And by the way, the Baltimore Ravens just won their 19th straight uh, preseason game. Carmen mentioned this two weeks ago, and I said, I've said he's got to be out of his mind. Who's going to bet preseason football? Well, somebody did the last two weeks, I'm sure, and they probably won money on the Ravens sure. winning again. Um, but are you are you paying le- more or less attention to fantasy football now that you can bet on football the other way and be rewarded right away? Mm-hmm. Get your money right away. You're not waiting. Instant I had a good fantasy week. I'm up three games to none. Okay, well, now you have to wait till the end of the year to get your big payout. Uh, so are you more or less into it? 312-332-3776. And that's if you, can, if you can chase the people down to pay you after the drama here. Yeah. Well, from what I understand, Sylvie finally <laughs> it's, got it's paid. All, yeah, it's all square. Yeah, it's Sylvie finally, finally got paid. Uh, let's go back to the phones. 312-332-3776. White Sox uh, pregame getting underway in 20 minutes. Let's go to Homer Glenn and Denny. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Denny, Denny, what's up? 
Hey guys, I was, I was listening to, to the uh, Fox game Mike Kelly yesterday, and uh, Tampa Bay, two outs, they come up, you know, they score all the, you know, crazy stuff happen. The ball hits the back and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, they're up three zip. Fox come up. Now they get guys in first and second. They have no outs. Tampa Bay goes ahead and puts their defense into a shift with a guy kind of close to third base, just in case he needs to make a play over there. So I'm looking at this. I mean, this to me, you know, I played in Little League baseball through college and all that. So I have a different mindset. I didn't make millions of dollars doing this. But in that situation, I'm thinking everybody in the ballpark thinks the guy's going to lay down a bunt. Why wouldn't you lay down a bunt, have second and third, most likely one out, but you got guys at second and third, you're down three to nothing, but you got guys in second and third to keep the inning going. Instead, our guys are not allowed to bunt, and he hits right into the shift into a double play out of the inning. I, I just don't get it. Our guys in the major leagues, or is it the managers, or they're in their contracts, nobody is allowed to bunt anymore? I mean, it's just... That was baseball 101 to me. See, it's like it you, you dropped down the bunt. And yeah, there's Denny, a reason for this. Denny, it used to be baseball 101. But now yeah. since the analytics come in, came in, everybody will tell you that it makes less sense to bunt because you're giving away an out. However, um, the, the analytics would tell Tampa Bay, go ahead and put on the shift, correct? Because oh, their no, analytics... No doubt, they, we they, get what you're saying. Yeah, we def- yeah the guy's going to hit into the shift, so yeah. don't hit into the shift and bunt. Sure. Sure, it's about a, the game is uh, adjusting to the adjustments. Yeah, and that's why nobody's hitting. That's why there's only 13 guys hitting 300 in all of baseball. Uh, everything's changed. The, the way the game is played, like when you played Denny, everything was different. You'd always bunt with first and second. They'd always yeah. bunt, move the guys over. And, and if they pulled a shift on you, then yeah. it's like, oh, my God, this is a gift. Right. 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 Yeah. And there'd be guys who would always lay it down because the third baseman's not necessarily playing at the line. So if you wanted to bunt down the third base line, if you had any speed at all, you could do it. Cesar Hernandez in his first couple of games with the White Sox, Denny, appreciate the call. Yep. He bunted for, for a hit and it shocked everybody. And I thought it was, that was very cool. He's, he's actually not hit very well since coming over after that. He had a nice little burst at the beginning. He's mm-hmm. played good at second base, but he hasn't been getting the hits I thought he, we would they would get from him. Um, and I think he's only hit one or two homers, and he had it's 20 coming in. Yeah. yeah, he had 20 coming in. Uh, let's see, I actually have hey, If he's saving himself there. for the playoffs, I'm at 21. Okay yeah, but he's going to play good, good um, uh, second base because they need a second baseman. But, yeah, that's going out. You know, don't ever call Carmen or call Carmen because maybe Carmen can give you the exact stats. But the thing is you get 27 outs in a game of baseball. You don't want to give an out away. And they, you know, it makes more sense, and they've got the breakdown that you'll score more runs with first and second, nobody out, than you will right. at second and third and but one still, out. But I know. still, with that shift right there. Tony is old school, too. Tony is still a guy that will bunt. Ricky Renteria bunted all the time. Yep, and you know yep. how many people called the station and complained about bunting constantly last yep. year? Because that's not Look, the way baseball's played be, nowadays. Maybe not constantly, but in a situation like that, I agree. That should have uh, been looked at. Yeah, that and I, been I remember I was watching the game yesterday, and I, I didn't necessarily think the bunt, but I did think... You know, this is the only place you couldn't hit the ball, and he hit it right to him, yep. right to the shift, the double play, and now it's two outs and a man at third. Now, which would you rather have? Would you rather have one out, runners a second and third because you bunted for a sack, or would you rather have two outs and a man at third because you decided not to and you hit into the double play? I know the analytics people would say, well, it's not, you know, hitting into the double play is not the result you're looking for. No, it's not. 
But it's, but it's a reality. It's going to happen. <laughs> right. And unfortunately for the White Sox, it did happen yesterday. Um, and I understand a lot of people were talking also about um, the way that, you know, that Dallas Keuchel pitched. And Denny mentioned that. Yeah, Dallas Keuchel did mention that there were a couple of plays yesterday where they were just like this close way of getting double plays and getting out of innings as opposed to what happened. You know what? That's baseball. You can't, you know, you know sometimes the guy's not going to be positioned properly. Um, it could be that Mendick was at shortstop and not Tim Anderson. Maybe Tim Anderson makes that play. I remember Mendick diving for a ball. It just met, got past right, his glove. Right. Yeah. So those things are going to happen. That's why, you know, baseball's talk about a game of inches, you know. And now when you have Danny Mendick, who appears to be a little shorter, maybe, than uh, Tim Anderson, and you don't have And that Tim makes Anderson a difference. Oh, you know the other thing, too, and I was thinking about it coming back. Um, Cal Ripken played shortstop. Like, 2,000 games in a row he played. But, you know, Luis Robert needs a rest after playing 32 games this year. And I don't see the detriment of his team, though. He was playing unhealthy and not being able to move a lot of those games. But he, he had a lot of bad, But he had a lot of... I mean, he doesn't need, you know... There's 162 games. I would think if you're a starter at a team, you should play at least 104. By the way, Tyler turned into Eric. Just he did. Like, just morphed into him. It's funny how you could do Eric uh, impersonation of him, Tyler. I'm very good with my voice. Now, yeah. now yeah. see, and Eric's a baseball guy, so... Eric, I'm sure you're more analytics-wise, so you're anti-bunt with men on first and second, nobody out. I'm really not. It's situational. It's who's coming up. Is it a strikeout pitcher? Is it a ground-out pitcher on the mound? I think, especially with like, the, the RBI yesterday. guys they have. And How about shift? the shift yesterday? There's a where shift. you had first a perfect second. opportunity yeah. to bunt. I'm not against it. I think a lot, especially in these White Sox, they play tons of close games. Yeah, they're not they blowing people out. They're not getting blown out. So scratching one is not a bad thing. Yeah, they don't score a lot of runs. They scored four yesterday. Someone showed the stat when they score four-plus runs. The record's like 52-11. and 11. So, um, yeah, it'd be nice to score an extra run here and there. Callers, hang in there. We'll get right back to you. We'll also have the recap of the uh, poll questions we had earlier today. Uh, 11.30, it's a White Sox pregame as they wrap up their series with Tampa. you catch it all right here on ESPN 1000. Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000, also available on demand on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. All right, pregame coming up for the White Sox as they're they're taking on the Tampa Bay Rays down in uh, Tampa Bay. We've got a couple of polls to wrap up. Just Tampa. Yeah. Why can't I say Tampa Bay? Well, because there's no there's no town called Tampa Bay. I got caught on this numerous times. Oh, okay. It's the Tampa Bay Rays, but there's no there's no you can you can say you know I'm looking for Tampa Bay. Well, it's a, over there. It's the it. Bay over there, <laughs> but they're not playing on the Bay. Okay, thanks, Fred. <laughs> thanks for that. I used to get I used to get, people used to get me on that all the time. <laughs> Usually, once they get me on stuff, they say, Ah, okay, I'm going to do the same thing. Right. Okay. That's well, good. They, you're they, just you're paying it forward. Right. That's right. Which they, I guess I appreciate. They always they, <laughs> always they always used to catch me on the uh, could care less. No, it's like, couldn't oh, care what, less. you were a victim of that? Oh, once. Oh. Once. Okay. And, and that's, then once and I now, realized. Now you're hardcore. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> all right, so the Xander Rock Poll today is all about uh, grunge bands, because around this time, 30 years ago, we just started hearing Smells Like Teen Spirit on radio, and MTV had it. Everything blew up. Yep. Everything changed. And I think it was just because. In a heartbeat. I think it was just because the album cover had a little kid floating in the water. 
Was that that album? Yes, but it, that's that the only it. reason that's why. That's why we became okay. so big. All right, that's a great take, Fred. <laughs> okay. Shows so, how much Nirvana I listen to. <laughs> right. So uh, out of the big four out of Seattle, the big four. Now, there are plenty of grunge bands out of Seattle. The big four, which are Nirvana, Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, which one was your favorite as we celebrate 30 years of the grunge movement out of Seattle? Eric, how does that look? All right, so bottom to top with 10%, both Soundgarden and Alice in Chains. Oh, my God. That's horrible. <laughs> with 31%, Nirvana. Pearl Jam with 49%. Okay, that, yeah, that's only because Zetterman must have called everybody he knows. <laughs> he voted on all his and he knows towns, And yeah. he knows Eddie Vedder. That's so, ridiculous. Yeah. My who who's your Soundgarden? Soundgarden. Uh huh. I'm I'm Allison Chains. Okay, without a doubt. I'm Nirvana. So there we go. We're spraying we all the fields. Spraying yeah. No Pearl Jam in this room. No, no. That's ridiculous. I, it, Pearl Jam. I, Come on. And I I know I'll aggravate some people that are Pearl Jam fans. I have the same problem with Pearl Jam that I have with Bob Dylan. You can't um, understand. I can't understand what the hell he's saying. Better is Mr. Mumbles. I can't, I can't I understand what he's I saying. I know. It, I mean, it's not. There are a lot of misheard lyrics in Pearl Jam sure. songs because Eddie Mumbles. Sure, there he's are. He's got a great voice, but uh, yeah. yeah. Enunciate yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I, you know. No, it's just, they, look, look, that's your take. You own yeah, it. Yeah. You own it. We had, we had one for the uh, for the Bears also. Yes. Uh, Trubisky, you know, he looked okay yesterday. He had a nice game. Yes. Yeah. yes. So so our uh, question on uh, Twitter at ESPN 1000, who gets credit for Mitch Trubisky's performance against the Bears yesterday? Bill's coaching, Mitch himself, Bears, lack of defense. This was almost a three-way, like 33.3% tie. Really close. So Mitch himself was the lowest with 29%. And then 35.4% was Bears' lack of defense. 35.6% was Bills' coaching. Wow. So basically they're saying that the Bills' coaching staff ran plays, coached him up so that he would look good for, you Mm -hmm. know, against the Bears. Wow, our defense... Yeah. Crapped out. Yeah. Did not play well. Did not tackle well. Did not really do anything well. Uh, John Window-H, a frequent Twitter guy, says, uh, hey, I lost interest in fantasy football when daily fantasy started. Regular football or fantasy football is just too much work. Um, yeah, you can play daily fantasy football. I know people that do both. My brothers and my nephew come over, and they've got a team on FanDuel and a team on DraftKings, and then their team for every week. And wow. It, it's like, that sounds like so much I know. work. I'm in two leagues that I have a draft out on September 5th and September 7th. And, uh, you know, my most exciting day is the draft. And then after that, it's like, eh. You know, I won a couple years, and then they all said, that's not fair. You you follow sports all the time. I haven't won in, like, 12 years. I said, so see, it, it wasn't it had nothing Wait to do. Wait a minute. They really pulled that Oh, yeah. You? They said, yeah, you have the inside. I said, I know nothing. And then it, then they realized I wasn't lying. <laughs> right. And I did know nothing, uh, nothing at all. Uh, let's go really quickly. He's still hanging in there. Elk Grove, uh, Bill, what's up, Bill? Hey, Bill. Yeah, hey, Fred. Hi, guys. Uh, real quick, and then I'll hang up and listen to your uh, answer. Um, with Nick Foles not playing it down, does that tell you that uh, they might be uh, getting ready to deal him? I saw a story where Philadelphia 
could be interested in them. Thanks, guys. And I'll listen to your Thanks, answer. Bill. I appreciate you hanging on. I, I would think it makes Maybe. sense. I yeah, mean, why yeah. Get- I mean, look, if we were trying to shop him and we didn't have any interest, then you play him to try to get some interest generated, right? Yeah, why put him out there if there's a chance he's going to get hurt? Then you're not going to be able and, to move and, him. and you already may have something in the works. Right. Why put him out there and take reps away from Justin Fields, who More needs that. these reps right and now? And that's really our concern as a uh, as a team. But uh, as far as Nick goes, yeah, he doesn't. We don't need him. He doesn't have a place here. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Um, unless someone gets hurt. Eric, were you surprised that after his helmet got popped off, there was nobody on the Bears in, this, in that guy's face? It, I mean, there was nothing. Like, when that happened, it was just like, oh, man. And yeah. then, like, you well, slowed. at first we no thought there was a, him up, a none bad of that. injury. And he just popped up. It's like, oh, yeah. my God, that's thankful. Yeah. I had a very Fred thought when that happened, Did by you? the way. I go, should probably tighten his chin strap a little. <laughs> Very friendly. A lot. A little bit. <laughs> a lot. The funny thing was, if you looked at Sean McDermott, he kept watching the replay, and he kept saying, he hit him with the shoulder. He hit him in yeah, the shoulder. Yeah, he, he was saying He didn't that. hit the helmet. But right as he was getting ready to hit him, he ducked his head a little bit. And that just looks, you hit the shoulder and then the helmet, and the helmet went popping off. It was like a Pez dispenser. It, it was. Like, boom. It was it scary. Just shot right For a off. second, that was really scary, because yeah. that looks like it'd be a terrible injury. And he had a situation uh, several plays later where he was holding his hip and I don't know anything about hip pointers, but I go, if that's if there's a hip pointer, that looks like what it is. He's holding his hip and like pushing on it. So, yeah, I, I don't know. He looked fine. He didn't say anything. He went out and played the rest of the game. We'll see how much he plays next week. Will he get a chance to play with the first-teamers? Will the first-teamers play? Why would you play the first-teamers in the final preseason game? You don't want to risk anybody getting hurt. They never did. Which just final. means game one will be this, everybody's got to try to find their way to get comfortable with each other. A lot of times that's what it is anyway because of uh, and that's why that's why you wonder why you have preseason. Exactly. Wonder it all yeah. the time. Yep. Okay. Well, enjoy White Sox baseball. Yeah. That's coming White up next. Sox. Ronaldo Lopez going up against Tampa. And then the White Sox Tampa have a four-game set. <laughs> then the White Sox with a four-game set against Toronto. You can hear all those games. As you can hear everything right here. By the way, thanks to uh, Tyler and Eric for jumping in. You can hear all that stuff right here on ESPN 1000.